Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce and I'm here with Jace Marsiglia and you're listening to the 5195 podcast episode 3 and where we left off I was alone and done and like I don't know what I'm doing next. Uh, where we left off, uh, Felissa liked a script I wrote and I wasn't sure what to think. I was kind of beaten down, not very optimistic. Uh, I'd like to think that we were both at a crossroads here. We were, because even though the, the the guys I was with, they were good, mm-hmm. and I was able to work with them. When I was alone, I was just like, I don't know what to do now. You know, sure. like I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I almost felt like, do I quit? Well, you're a vehicle with no wheels now. You know, yeah. this is, you know, I thought we were trucking along pretty good, and now I'm on cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and and I think um, after like the departure of those of those two guys, and I was alone, I was trying to do a reset and trying to figure out, okay, what's my next game plan? Mm-hmm. I was up in L.A. with my cousin at Tower Records, mm-hmm. you know, looking at movies and CDs and all the stuff. And I like go over to the magazine rack on the shelf was a backstage West. And that's a magazine geared towards film. Okay. Auditions, casting calls. <clears throat> oh, is it new kind of, movies coming out in a way? Is it kind of a one ad? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so I'm looking at it and in the back, there's a ad for a horror film. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for everyone, basically. Okay. I, you know, I've decided, you know, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a call. Mm-hmm. So I called them and said, "Hey, I found your ad in, in backstage. You know, what are you looking for?" Yeah. The the gentleman that I was talking to was like, "Well, I'm producing this horror film, and right now we have a script, we have a cast, um, we have a director." And I was like, "Fuck!" But then, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, "We need some effects," and I was like, "Okay, all yeah. right." I was like, "Well." Maybe I can come down and, and see what you guys need, and we can, you know, see if we work something out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So, you know, we, we set it up, and I went down. I met with one of the producers and the director, and they, they were unknowns, uh-huh. you know. Um, a couple of them were current film school students. Okay. And they were using a lot of film school equipment, mm-hmm. which I was like, fucking cool. Yeah, just you know? on loan, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, so... We talked, we kicked each other's tires and got a feel for what the whole thing was about. And after it was over, they basically called me almost immediately saying, yeah, we want to give you a shot. Okay. It's like, great. You know, after sitting around for two months wondering what's going to happen, now I got this. So I'm like, okay, so the wheels are in motion again. Sure. So I went down to set. Now uh, in the, um, the notes I got were they were going to have all of the effects supplies ready for me. Oh, okay. For you to just come down and start working. Yeah. It was a slasher movie. Okay. Whatever. You know, that's that's cool. That's fine. And they just needed some some kills. Very, you know, very, very vanilla. Had they already come up with set pieces for the kills or were they Loosely. leaving that up to you? Loosely. Okay. So when I, I asked them, I was like, well, can I try a couple of things? You know, and they were like, well, sure, if it'll work. You know, if like, if, if you can execute the effect, great. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a couple different kills for some people and... You know, we, we shot some test footage of it, and in my opinion, I was like, oh, it, okay, it looks good. Satisfactory. Yeah. You know. Then I got actual shoot dates. Okay. So then I was allowed to bring the rest of the supplies with me to start creating. So I started doing all that, and then got a phone call. We're done. Everything what? got pulled. Oh, Can you bring man. all the stuff back? So and I was just like. Over before it started. Here we go. Again, oh, you know. Man. Fuck, I was so bummed out. So I took the stuff back down to him 
And I remember going over to a, um, like a coffee shop and sitting there just head in my hands. Sure. Like, yeah. Fuck. You know? So close again, so far. Yeah. And, and I, um, I met this guy that was there and like, you know, we started talking and he was, um, a film school student. Uh-huh. He was there for a meeting about some movie. Mm-hmm. the guy came they did their meeting the dude literally was like oh you should talk to him he wants to be a filmmaker so we started talking and he gave me advice okay but he's just like asked me like what do you want to do and i'm like i would love to be a director mm-hmm. he's like well then you got to make your own stuff and i was like okay i get it you know and obviously a little more detail than that but i had this like kind of like a a new found i'm gonna do it now sure so I came back with this like game plan of I'm going to buy my own camera. I'm going to buy my own lights. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to find these people in my town that want to make movies. Okay. I went mm-hmm. to Best Buy and was looking for a camera. And the guy that sold me my camera was a shooter. Okay. So we struck up a conversation. I was like, you want to shoot this? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Because I had already had a script yeah. written that I, that I wanted to shoot. He was like, yeah. And then for whatever reason, it didn't work out that time. Now I'm still trying to like get this team together. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I met these guys and they had a decent amount of their own equipment. They wanted to make movies as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they never worked with scripts. It was basically like, let's shoot and whatever happens, happens. So just, you know, we're just going to use the tools that we have at our disposal just because yes and for practice for practice yeah know. so i came in and brought like a structure and a script and they were like let's shoot this movie and it was a horror film about these three guys on their way to vegas to a sci-fi convention okay and they decided to take a shortcut mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert okay and then their car breaks down at night and they're stuck in the desert and there's something in the desert and so I was familiar with Bill Oberst Jr. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to him. I was like, I really love what you do. Mm-hmm. He's like a Doug Jones in a sense of he like becomes these characters okay. when he's in makeup. And it's just like he gets lost. And it's not Bill Oberst. It's this character. Right. I sent him the script. He read it. And he was like, I'm in. So cool. he tells his manager... I want to do this. So his manager contacts me and he's like, okay, here's his contract. So we read the contract. We agreed. I cast three friends who were actors of this movie that I absolutely loved. Now I was in between like my, what am I going to do? Which is really funny because this is another parallel that you and I have. Okay. I started writing for a website. Oh, okay. They would send me movies. I would watch them and write a review. Yeah. And this was for Horror Society. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like Mitchell Wells was the owner mm-hmm. and he liked my stuff. And he's like, hey, there's a horror convention in LA at the mm-hmm. Marriott. You want to go do press for it? I'll get you passes and this and that. So I was like, okay. So I went down and I brought a friend. You know, he took pictures. I interviewed people and I wrote this nice piece on the whole convention. Mm-hmm. And it went out. It was received really well. Sure. To the point to where like even the convention hit me up and was like, thank you yeah that was nice yeah and so i had done press for this 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 movie called deadheads these these filmmakers were out of michigan 
mm-hmm. these two brothers. I love this movie. Like, it's like, if anyone has not seen Deadheads, you absolutely need to see it from the Pierce brothers. It's a zombie comedy buddy road trip movie. <laughs> it's fucking great. You know, me and my wife went to the premiere, loved every minute of it. Sure. And became fast friends with everyone involved, both directors, the producers, the actors, everyone. I just kept promoting the movie on Twitter and like Facebook and Horror Society. Then the DVD came out. So they had a party. Okay. Me and a couple of buddies went down to this DVD release party and like we hung out. I basically was like to one of the main guys, Ross Kidder, who's like, I fucking love this guy. I... I just love working with Ross. He's just so much energy. He's so fun. It's such a good time working with him. Okay. Casey Bell, who was like working on like Family Guy, American Dad, and this other guy, David Aaron Thomas, who was heading up all these music and film festivals and stuff in LA. So I cast these three guys. We went into production and it was like, we had trailers, camera rigs on cars and like i mean wow. the whole nine yards like i yeah. i reached out to a special <clears throat> effects artist this individual michael cronin who had since passed away mm. but he worked on sorcerer with the one with the three-bladed sword that like fired the blades sorcerer it's an old fantasy like knights movie but it's like sci-fi like as soon as you see the cover you know you're gonna know exactly what it is the sword and the sorcerer yes i just love the movie because as soon as you said the three-pronged sword i'm like oh you know what it is yeah yeah of course i fucked up the name but the fact that i got to work with this guy who worked on that movie and he was doing effects on my movie sure i was like this is this is cool well that was a low budget flick that looks like a million bucks no it does it does yeah like sword and sorcerer props to the set design because those look like dungeons oh yeah yeah you know i yeah. mean everything about that movie looks like a million bucks yeah they yeah. really stretched that budget to look so good yeah so um oh that i would have been stoked yeah I, I totally was so you know we shot um out at a local indian reservation okay and we just basically had green light to shoot all night no permits because wow. it was their land the tribal rangers knew we were out there so there was no one bothering us it looked fucking insane out there at night. Probably no interference. None. You none. know, we had a, another makeup artist come out and we shot all night on one day and then we shot Bill's stuff. And, you know, it was, it was funny. It was scary. You know, it was just a fun time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, I think we shot for like two or three days and then we wrapped it out. And then the editor was basically like, why isn't everyone here? You know, what's going on? And I was like, I wanted you to get a, a rough cut mm-hmm. so we can look at it. Yeah. And so there was already tension. Okay. And so that tension turned into like the movie felt just gone. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I was able to, after a year or two, get my footage back finally. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the tapes, which, you know, now it's like, I want to be able to edit the movie myself and actually finally put it out all these years later. Wow. You know, so it will, you know, it is going to get released. It'll see the light of day. It will, you know, finally. But after that, it was just like that team fell off, but a few stayed around. Okay. And then I just happened to find a sound guy. Yeah. You know, he, he was a trained sound guy. Okay. So now I'm like, well, shit, we have, you know, sound, we have, you know, producers. I'm like, holy shit, there's a team here. Yeah. Now, there's, you know? This is a thing now. Yeah. So it's like, I named the production company Red 11 Pictures. It was based off of uh, Robert Rodriguez's book, Rebel Without a Crew. Mm. 
mm-hmm. when I read that book, it was like super impactful to me. Sure. And, you know, he had subjected himself to tests to get money to make El Mariachi. Oh, you mean like he was doing like lab yes. shit? Yeah. Oh, wow. And so he was in a facility down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they weren't allowed to use names. So they identified everyone by the color of their shirt and a number. So you were like blue 12. Yeah. And he was red 11. Wow. So it just stuck in my mind for some reason. He's doing anything to make it. Yeah. You know, I was so going to say Rodriguez. That. Yeah. He's very much a bootstraps Definitely. director. And Definitely. He's, he's made an empire off Troublemaker Studios. It's just amazing yeah. what he's yeah. done. You know, we had a name. We had a, we had a crew. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was fucking awesome. So another fucking contest comes, which I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot again. Okay. It's not as hard, but I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. This was for the ABCs of death. Oh, okay. I remember okay. those. Yeah. So I, you know, I signed up and I was designated the letter M. Yes. Okay. I knew a lot of people that got M. That was the contest. That was the contest. Yeah. I wrote this script. M is for Michael. Ah, okay. And it was about this kid who was raised by these overly religious fanatics. Mm -hmm. Who's zealot. Yes. His mother basically went crazy Mm -hmm. and she indoctrinated him with the mindset that he is Michael the archangel. who has the right to kill sinners. Mm. So Mm. he grew up with this. And because of her, he became crazy. Now he just wants to kill everyone. (laughs) So No shortage of sinners. I started trying to figure out who I wanted to cast for this. Okay. And again, we shot it right here where we're at. Yeah. You know, like everything was shot right in this room. Mm -hmm. I did all the set decking. It looked like we were in some barn workshop in the Midwest. Wow. Okay. You know, it looked so good. Rustic and dirty. Yeah. Okay. So I decided I really like the way Sean Whalen looked. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wonder how hard it would be to get a hold of him. Okay. So I, I reached out to him. I sent him a letter. And he responded. Huh. And he was like, it's a great script. So me and my producer drove down and we met with him. We had lunch and we just talked over everything. And he was like, yeah, I'm in. Cool. All right. And I was like, cool. We'll get back to you with shoot dates and we'll get it banged out. And that's cred. He's worked with Burton Craven. Exactly. You know, that's cred. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we built the sets. We got everything ready. We sent him a shoot dates and everything was great. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he shows up and we get him in hair and makeup and a wardrobe and like we're getting everything set <laughs> we're inside and we're just kind of like, you know, talking about what we're going to do. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just, uh, now mind you, I was not nervous. Okay. Okay. He's like, yeah, I just left the set of Jersey Boys with Clint Eastwood. Oh, wow. And I was like, why the fuck did you tell me that? <laughs> I'm like, you left a Clint Eastwood movie and now you're here doing this. Yeah. I was just like, so I had to like try to regroup and like get that out of my head. You know, I'm like. It's just, I was going to say that it looks so much like, well, you just uh, took about five steps backwards and, uh, you know, hopeful indie production from yeah. creme de la creme, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. So that's a hard act to follow. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, <clears throat> it was pretty stressful, but sure. You know, once we started rolling, from the first take, when he walks on scene and he starts giving his monologue, I look at my producer and I'm just like, like, we got this. Yeah. 
we're banging out the shots. It's just moving. And it's like, fuck yeah, this is great. Then there was this scene. He has this guy laying on a table. Okay. And he's like, can I do something? And I was like, yeah. Because I'm extremely collaborative. Okay. Like, I love collaborating. Like, I'm not, like, crazy, oh. like, you got to stick to scripts. Some, like, some of the coolest ideas just come out, out of a whim. Yeah. And, I, and like, I told Jeremy, I was like, you know, which was my DP. I tell him, I said, hey, we're not going to cut. We're going to keep rolling. Okay. And he was like, cool, got it. I was like, make sure you get it on a nice close-up, you mm -hmm. know, low looking up. Because the lighting was perfect. You had all the background. Everything looked great. The guy laying on the table, everything. Mm-hmm. And Sean starts singing. Okay. As he's raising the knife. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is fucking insane. Yeah. Because we had a, a torso. And so we had done the switch. Yeah. And now the guy that was laying there is now a torso wearing his clothes. Sure. With a blood, you know, pack in it and like ready to go. Mm hmm And he literally, as he's singing, like... I was once lost, but now, you know, I'm oh, found. So him. Yeah. And at the end, he just buries this knife into the chest. I mean, all the way down through the Ooh. entire torso with such force. And then they just start pumping the blood cannon. And this thing is just oozing out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, that was fucking gold. Yeah. A little, maybe a little too confident. I was like, we're going to fucking win. Like, <laughs> sure. We're going to win this shit, you yeah. know? And we shot it in one day. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't need me back for anything? I was like, no, we're good. We got everything. Lots of coverage. You know, yeah. we would run series of dialogues different ways. He's a great ad-libber. He's a fucking tremendous talent. He really is. Mm -hmm. And he would just give, like, just giving as an editor gold to be sure. able to work with lot you know? to, a lot very pliable yeah yeah <clears throat> so we went into editing i edited that thing we put it in there of course we didn't win but then i was tapped by another production company can we put it on an anthology mm -hmm. so i was like yeah fuck yeah for sure you know so it it came out in an anthology after the dust settled on abcs of death they were like no we don't want it we're done with it then i retained ownership again and then i was able to sell it then my, my producer was just like maybe we should stop making movies in your house and I was like, okay. He's like, maybe it's time to start looking for a studio. Mm. And I was like, okay, I guess. But I also understood where he was coming from. There's an expansion. Yeah. You know, there's... Because, you know, it organically felt like it might have been time to upgrade a bit. Sure. You know, so I was like, okay, you know, we went along with it. And then over the next, like, few months, we were able to secure a location here in town. And it was like 6,000 square feet. You know, we built a bank of offices, you know, for the producer. And then mm -hmm. we had, like, a sound mixing room and front office, my office, you know. And then we had a 5,000 square foot warehouse to build whatever we wanted. Like, we just went into it, man. The first thing we did was, like, a Halloween short, you know. So we did that. And then I had written a story about a guy on death row we built a prison in there and i started casting and now i have a friend richard iniguez who was in boulevard nights and like uh, deadly tower every tv show you could think of sure a team incredible hulk love boat like i mean just oh wow yeah. you know everything like bonanza was he a, like is he like a character actor kind of he just he no you know what he was a leading man very smooth so people wanted him he once told me because i i definitely wanted to have him on the show sure um he once told me he went to an audition and they gave him the side and in the top it said looking for a richard iniguez type <laughs> oh 
So he's like, does this mean I, I get the part? Right. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and, you know, it's funny. We, me and him were on a road trip. We, we were going down to San Diego to do something. He had since pretty much not re- officially retired, but he was like, you know what? I just got tired of playing cops and priests. So I'm just, I'm kind of just doing me now. Mm-hmm. We had been friends long enough and I had this script mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how do I cast him? After he just told me, I quit because I really only get offered priests or cops. So I was like, I got this script. I'd really love to work with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be, like, amazing for me to say that I was able to work on a film with you. Yeah. And not because I mentioned, I mean, it's like Boulevard Nights. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching this movie. Like, I mean, I, I inherited my brother's album of the soundtrack really there was a moment he was upstairs we were hanging out in my loft and i pull it out of my record collection and i was like this was bought off the shelf brand new nice you know and it's like it's just funny you know yeah um but i I gave him the script a a few lines in he's just like let me guess (laughs) i'm father rodriguez oh yeah and he was like you know what i would only do it for you okay which I was like, holy shit. Like, he said, yeah. Like, Pretty wow. fucking awesome. Yeah. You know. So now we're getting close to how we met. Okay. Okay. So I call Matt Chasen, who was Bill Ober's manager. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm making a movie. I need someone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. So he emails me a headshot. I saw this headshot and I was like, okay, put us in touch with this guy. And that was Marv. Oh, Marv uh, Blavelt. Yeah. Marv gave me a call and hit it off i always like going to meeting with people like i, I want to let them know hey i'm coming down to you i i want to like sure you know just to sign a good faith yeah and, you, know. you know and like we did and once again we hit it off again and you know he gave me his backstory and i was like okay you know you got some interesting shit going on you've done mm-hmm. a lot of shit you know a lot of people awesome you know we go we go into production on this thing and and you know we shoot it and like you know i'm leaving out a couple of movies that we'll get to on another day that sure. you know that i've done but um this is just kind of like where we cross paths, you sure. know? And so we, we shoot that one. We put it out once again, people like it. Yeah. So I'm like fucking awesome. And what I'm doing, not only for me, but for my guys, we're cutting our teeth. Yeah. Okay. And we're literally honing because I don't even know if the guys knew it, but if you look at my scripts, first one, four pages, second one, 15 pages third one 20 pages mm-hmm. you know so it was like i was like kind of conditioning them for longer shoots sure more complexities you know not just them but myself as well but with bites yeah you're not throwing them out of the boat no not at all yeah. not at all so you know we shot this and we you know like i said we edited it, we put it out it was fucking awesome and then me and marv stayed in touch we talked a lot we had a lot of other ideas we wanted to do marv's a super creative guy mm-hmm. he's got a lot of great ideas you know i enjoyed working with him you <clears> know <throat> um he calls me one day, you know, Felissa Rose? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. He's like, I'd love for you to meet her. Cool. And I was like, okay. So we drove down, me and a bunch of my crew, we drove down to Pinocchio's in Burbank. Mm-hmm. We go down and like, you know, he, Mars there, another friend of his, Kevin Thompson. Okay. Okay. And like, he had just got done doing like Superman. Like he was Superman in this, in that CW Supergirl show. Yes. He was a silhouette. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, super quick, you know? <clears throat> yep. And I was like, Hey, regardless, cool. Fucking you did it. That's badass. Oh, fuck. You yeah. know? And I'm like, well, I could see you playing Superman. Yeah. And he was a cool guy too. You know, you know, he's, he's, he's got the almost comic book, like 
cut. Definitely does. You know, definitely he's, he's does. very, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, he's, he's just a nice guy too. Yeah. You know, so we hit it off and like we exchanged info and it was just like, yeah, if something ever comes up, you know? So Felissa comes in like the giant ball of energy that she is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like we've known each other our entire lives. Yeah. You know? So we're having lunch and we're talking and then like she leans over and she was just like, do you know Slayer? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm familiar. You know, she was like, maybe you want to direct a music video for them for Slayer. And like yeah. Marv looks at me and he was just like, fuck yeah. Because he was really a championing type person. You know, sure. he liked it when people got success and like you know sure you know and like he was genuinely happy for me so after like you know me and Felicis exchanged info and you know she really liked what i was about and like the stories and what i had done and like hearing how i was on set and you know it was it was cool you yeah. know yeah and so um you know i went down and like you know i auditioned for you know for that thing and then while that was going on marv again mm-hmm. hits me up and was just like are you like exclusive to directing only your stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I think I would consider directing something else that, you know, that I didn't write. He's like, okay, well I got a script I want to send you. I was like, okay. So he sends me the script. And I open it up and then there it is maternal instincts. Mm-hmm. And I see Jason Marsiglia. Who the fuck is that? And I was like, okay, all right. So I start reading it and I'm just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I, I see this. Okay. Um, I, I I gave it to my producer, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I like this." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, what do you think?" You know, and he was like, "All right." And now Marv didn't just come with make my movie, right? He came as a producer as well. Sure. You know, and he was like, um, "I'll you know handle food, transpo, like you know production, like yeah. you know he was a huge part of that." You know, sure. And so we we built. Well, before we even get into that, what we built, um, not that I felt like the script was bad. Mm -hmm. I just felt it was missing just a little something. Okay. So that's, you know, and we had already talked on the phone a couple times. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was, again, it was just like, this is my brother. We're we're, we're family. Uh, Almost instantaneously. The click was ridiculous yeah it was just one of those deals where i'm just like i'm almost talking to myself yeah exactly it was funny and i think and i think that's why i wasn't afraid about bringing this up to you Mm -hmm. what do you think about me just adding in one scene Mm -hmm. you know and then like we talked about the bar scene oh yeah okay because it initially wasn't in the script no it wasn't no because it was just that flashback of everything to just kind of like show. Yeah. Was, I, I, I just felt like it, it just needed... more through dialogue? I can't remember. It was dialogue. Okay. It was that when, when they first pull up. You were like, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sweet. And then we went fully into production and built a fucking bar at our studio. Yep. Like we spent a month and a half building a bar. I remember you sending me pictures as it was going up. And I'm like, this is fucking real. This yeah. is happening. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and like you know, we're you know we're rehearsing, we're getting everything ready, and I told my producer, I was like, "What do you think about me having the writer fly out?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Is that a thing?" Not really. No, I did it because a I wanted to meet you in person. Sure, we'd hit it off really great. Yeah, you know, we, and then and we B, had talked for what a couple of months on easily like, Facebook or easily, something. Yeah, you know? and it was like a I wanted to meet you. B I wanted you to see your work come to life. 
which is a fucking awesome opportunity. Yeah, I really wanted you, know, you to see that. That's not something people are afforded. Writers, right? Yeah, yeah. particularly. Let's not forget how you suckered me into that. Oh yeah, no, I know. Okay, no, I know. I'll, I'll let you get to it. Yeah. Then. So, <laughs> um, so you, you, you know, you and your brother came out, mm -hmm. and as soon as like I picked you guys up from the airport, I was like, bro, blink of an eye, and this is over. Just watch. Yeah. You know, and it was, I think in, I don't know, 72 hours, we probably slept 12. Oh, maybe, God. Yeah. It was know? it was just kind of stealing it when we could. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we shot all the all the external stuff. I was going to say, I think we had like the afternoon to get to know each other. Yeah. And that was it. And like, then we once, were on set. Once the sun went down. We were on set. Yep. You yep. know, and it moved very fast. Yeah. And I, I remember us having, I don't know if you remember this or not. We were having sort of a flow issue mm -hmm. and we were trying to figure this out. It was like me and my producer and my DP and we're like trying to figure out this story. No, fuck, we'll cut this out. We don't need this shit. Like, uh, we don't need to do this. There's no reason. Blah, blah, blah. And, and then like, it was funny. It was almost like collectively, like we all stopped and we looked over at you <laughs> and I was like. Maybe this is why the writer isn't on set. I'm oh, like, just are you okay with this dude? <laughs> I'm watching you pull the guts out of my corpse. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't care. And that and that was your answer. Yeah. I was just, and I was like, know. okay, fucking cool. Mm -hmm. So then like I remember us going outside and I was like, Well, you're the fucking writer. Let's come up with something then. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then we ended up fixing the problem and like, you know, then back on track. Yeah. You know, and we shot and it was great. Like we had a great cast. You know, Felissa was in it. Yeah. And she fucking brought it. Nailed it. So good. You know, yeah. Tiffany Brookfest was in it. Jared Delgado was in it. It was awesome. You know, it's like a great cast of people that I was like, I just, I it really was, liked working with It was with really good. The energy was great considering all the lack of sleep, you know, because yeah. this was, granted, the script had kind of passed around, but it was just sort of like, well, you guys got a few hours to just do this. Yeah. It's like, okay. But it was, it, it all kind of ran together as it a did. blur. And like, you know, we went into editing like really quick, mm -hmm. you know, and then we got it out. And then again, it was, it was picked to go in an anthology. Yeah. And I was always told Eventually. like, yeah. I was always told like shorts never go anywhere. Yeah, and, and I was I, I was always like from that uh, mentality of shorts only serve a few purposes. One, like honing your skills. Yeah, and two, showing what you can do. Mm -hmm. And then three, always working and being able to put stuff out. Yeah, they're in a, in a weird way. They're kind of demo reels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just to get in front of somebody to show this is what we're capable. Yeah, and of by doing. now I think I had shot like maybe ten or twelve shorts. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you know, internal like instincts, years, three of, years. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, but it was like it was progressively they were getting longer because mm -hmm. you know it was a pretty hefty script. You know, there was good dialogue in it. You know, it was it was. Oh, you talking about maternal. maternal? Yeah, yeah. What did it come out to? Like fifteen? Was it? I think it was a little more than that. Really? I, th I okay. think it was a little. I think it might have been. I, I want to say there's something saying like seventeen, eighteen pages is what we ended up actually shooting. Okay. Um. You know. So, but again, you know, it was just like everything was going smoothly. We wrapped that. You flew home. We still stayed in touch. You know, everything worked out. We we're able to show you a cut. You know, yeah. it's like you know, here it is. And but then you know, all the while, like the you know, the, the wheels are still in motion. Mm -hmm. You know, for me. And plus, I was working on other gigs in Hollywood, bigger yeah. budget movies. Like it was like, holy fuck, this is working. Yeah. You know, it's like I own my own studio. Mm -hmm. I'm working with great people. I'm doing big ass movies in L.A. Yeah. I was working at all the big studios. I was just like, oh my god, I fucking 
have made it. The dam broke. It did. You yeah. know, I just kept meeting more and more and more people. So I just kept developing and getting stuff out there and writing and like, sure. you know, wanting to do this stuff, you know. And I met this one guy at a convention and he introduced me to Harry Manfredini. Mm. Mm hmm. Almost instantly when me and Harry met, once again, we clicked and it was like we had been friends forever. Mm -hmm. So much to the point to where Harry drove from where he lives up to me to see the studio and hang out. We went to lunch. Mm -hmm. So I rode with Harry over there and I was like, hey, I have a script from a friend. It's a Italian horror film. Wow. Yeah. And he, he was like, oh, really? I, like hooked immediately. Yeah. You know? And I was like, very giallo sure and he was like really now me being <laughs> super hooked. yeah super ambitious i wanted to shoot in italy oh i remember us talking about and that. i was like i kept trying to get us to shoot in italy and even he was putting us in touch with liaisons in italy to be able to help get production going oh, man can you, you imagine? know yeah and it's like and again it's like it's one of those things where with your script that we're talking about mm -hmm. cathedral um it's not that it died no it's just that it went on the back burner and it'll come out when the time is right right you know and so you know i i um was working on you know a couple other short films and then like uh, i was working on another feature in l i was working on two short films of my own and I was working on a, a feature in L.A. when Felissa calls me again. And she's like, I have a movie. Do you want to rent your studio? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, what's the movie? So she sends me a script for Garlic and Gunpowder. Mm -hmm. I read the script and I was like, and again, and again like I, I'm, I'm not mixing words here. Okay. Like I'm okay. not going to sugarcoat everything and make it all happy and fun no i mean we we made an agreement when we started this project that we're going to be honest we're going to be honest because i would imagine a lot of aspiring hopefuls are listening yeah i'd like to think that they are yeah um and we sh we can't make it sound like there's a primrose path to this <laughs> no you know no no there isn't no and if the last episode said anything the one previous to this one um we quit a lot. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't it doesn't come out as quitting, but it's okay to throw your hands in the air and go fuck this. Yeah. And push away from the table. If you're a true creative, you'll always come back. But don't look at it like it, the system chewed me up and spit me out. Right. Um. Because we've all been there. I promise you. We've mm -hmm. all been there. I can't tell you how many times I was just like, you know what? I'm a nine to fiver. Yeah. That's all I'll ever be because yeah. this isn't panning out. No matter how many times somebody I've not just respected or admired like you, but even someone like Felissa, who I, I was a fan of as a kid. Right. Um, I'm getting advice from George Romero. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry Manfredini. I never in my wildest dreams thought a script of mine would wind up on the desk of Harry Manfredini. Yeah. And he, here we are in a fucking Italian restaurant discussing my script. Yeah. And yet still, even with those under my belt, I've quit. Yeah. Quote unquote. Uh, several times since. Yeah. Because 
it's not an easy path. It oh, is no. not easy. It's frustrating as all fuck. And if you guys take anything out of these last three episodes, it's that inspiration comes in all forms. You never know who's going to be put in front of you who could help. Yeah. Uh, contests aren't all bad. Nope. Obviously, we've cut our teeth in those. Yeah. But most importantly, if you get frustrated, push away from the table. Go out, you know, go out and take a breath. Yeah. You know, take a month off. I don't, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. But don't let the frustration make you quit indefinitely. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys right now with a director if things didn't pan out the way they probably should have. Right. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just Forrest Gump your way into success. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way it works. You can't just do the film school, the Ten Commandments of getting into Hollywood. I'm sorry. It was a great book for me as a screenwriter to learn industry standard, which is kind of moot now since there's programs that teach you that anyway. Yeah. But there's no class or film school that you can go to that's going to be like, well, now you graduated. Here's your job. Nope. I've never went to film school and I'm self-taught screenwriter. And here I am. Yeah. You know, I'm not Robert Block or anything, you know, but I'm I'm here in California and I'm fucking doing a podcast with a yeah. business partner. Yeah. Slash friend. Yeah. You know, um, so just don't fucking let it frustrate you so bad that you want to quit forever. Yeah. You never know. You yeah. absolutely never know. And um, that's if, any, if anything Brad and I have talked about in these last few episodes has taught you anything. Just keep plugging. Yep. Please, it, it's uh, and again, like, and, and uh, I don't, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but it's like, you know what? Yeah, no, it's not for everyone. No, it's not. But if you have enough passion and discipline, and you're a dreamer, you'll know. Yeah, I, it's there's an instinct to it that if uh, I I was screenwriting with a friend of mine years ago when we were just out of high school, not even screenwriting, just writing. Yeah, coming up with shit. And over the years, we both wrote our own scripts. We both did our own stories. And at some point, he was just like, this isn't for me, and backed away. And he hasn't done it since. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, you lis listen to yourself. You listen to your instincts. When I quit and come back, there's this instinctual feeling that this is right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um if I were to go out and be like, I'm going to be a pro golfer tomorrow, I'm going to have that feeling like, no, the fuck you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not even that interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you'll know when you set out and start taking some of the slings and arrows that, oh, man, this ain't really my thing. Yeah. If there's no passion in it and you don't feel excited about it, then it's not your thing. If you can maintain the excitement then yeah just keep plugging forward it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be handed to you not everyone gets that million dollar shane black script out the gate the way he did yep. you know that's yep. a, that's a flash in the pan yeah but if you still take those hits and you keep getting up and going it still feels right it still feels natural then go with that listen to that gut man you know yeah because um who knows who's gonna you're gonna work with in the future mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah no it really is it really is like even through the ups and downs i just couldn't imagine doing anything else 
no. than this stuff, you know? I really no. couldn't. So, you know, I think maybe now getting to the point where we're at, I think um, maybe winding down mm-hmm. and saving the garlic and gunpowder story for the next episode and how it kind of once again left not just not that but just that was like another pattern of i fucking quit oh sure i quit and like the last one was like almost the longest period of i quit oh that one almost took yeah it did Mm -hmm. it really did you know so um i think with that i want to say once again thank you and it's always a pleasure and i love doing these with you absolutely man it's been a blast i can't wait to do the next one sounds great until next time see you guys